Welcome to Take Back Your Country. I'm David Flint. It was pretty obvious, in fact, very obvious, quite close to the beginning of COVID-19, that is the Wahoon virus, which the communists insist that we call COVID-19, and of course the World Health Organization adopted that. But very early in the crisis, it became obvious that we must close the borders until we could assess the danger of the virus. And secondly, it was also obvious that China was the cause of the virus and that it escaped from a Chinese laboratory rather than from this wet market. And there was a third thing obvious, which the politicians suppressed, and that was that lockdowns are not appropriate in a democracy and achieve little. In fact, this is the first such epidemic where we've had massive lockdowns of the sort we've applied in Australia. They are completely unnecessary. The latest lockdown at the time of talking began in New South Wales. It had more to do with protecting the incompetence of the government than looking after us. In fact, it was all about covering up for the fact that the government had been totally incompetent in accordance with its policy in regulating drivers, drivers of cars, which are taking around international crews of aircraft. And they wanted to cover that up and having a lockdown, I suspect, was a very important aspect of this. In fact, during the lockdown, a change was made to the law by the minister, the relevant minister, Minister Hazard, which wasn't greatly publicised, but which cured something in relation to those drivers, which had been ignored for a number of months. And the government had been told about this, and they did nothing. And then suddenly on the Saturday, the lockdown was extended. It was initially within the eastern suburbs in the city of Sydney, then was extended to Greater Sydney in the most extraordinary definition of Greater Sydney ever known, because it seemed to include vast parts of the New South Wales coast and included about three quarters of the New South Wales population. I suspect a lot of this had to do with the fact that the government, the New South Wales government of Premier Berejiklian, was being made a laughingstock. They were being held up to ridicule because if you went to New King Street, Newtown, there was the border between what seemed to be like a morgue, a cemetery, and on the other side there was great life and activity and people were going into cafes, enjoying themselves and shopping and doing all the normal things Australians do. And they couldn't have that. Politicians just don't like being made a laughing stock. And it suited the Premier and the Government of New South Wales to cover up. They'd already covered up the fact that the Premier had been to a function where everybody else seems to have been told that it was a dangerous virus, it was a variant which was easily caught, and they should also all go into seclusion isolation for a couple of weeks 
because that was what was required under New South Wales law. All except, or just about all, except the Premier who went there to talk and seemed to be closer to people who had the virus than the sort of things we're warned about, because if we're going to a supermarket and somebody else has the virus, we're in trouble. Well, that's the situation now in New South Wales. And what we have with the virus in Australia is that one person died during this year to date, and one person is seriously ill. But if you look at the flu epidemics in the past, and they were frequent, if you look at the flu epidemics, we find that, for example, in 2017, which was a bad flu year, 1,100 people died. We had 1,100 deaths, and we weren't told all the time where people were catching the flu. We weren't even told to observe reasonable rules, reasonable standards of hygiene and so on. It was just completely ignored, and yet the government allowed 1,100 people to die. And a few years ago, we had the polio epidemic. The polio epidemic was appalling. Not only did it kill people, those who survived could be wrecked. They might have to spend months, years in an iron lung to breathe. They were often left terribly crippled. It was a shocking disease, but we didn't have a lockdown. We weren't told of all incidences of the disease throughout the state. And we waited until there was a vaccine, and it was a very effective vaccine. And what happened? Eventually, the vaccine got rid of the polio in Australia and in much of the West. All along, we're being told by the government, by the politicians and the media, that Australia is in an extraordinary position, which we are. We have fewer deaths than most other countries, except for where governments have been incompetent, as the Victorian government was, in the uh, aged care homes, as the New South Wales government was in relation to the cruise liner, Ruby Princess. Apart from that, we've got off reasonably well. But that's because we're remote and we are two islands, a principal island of Tasmania. Just as Fiji and New Zealand have not had many deaths, particularly New Zealand, and Fiji is better than us. It's not because of their politicians. It's not because of our politicians. It's because of our remoteness, and that eventually, after some initial negligence, they eventually closed the border, but never completely, in relation, for example, to checking that, uh, for example, air crew were not ill. Well, the two things we should be being told about are the number of deaths, the death rate, and the serious cases. And remember, the death rate this year is one, serious cases are one. We don't get this. We didn't get this with the flu. We weren't told, for example, every case of the flu breaking out. We've reached the stage where we can now assess the virulence of the virus. And it's not as bad as we feared. It is terrible, but it's not as bad as we feared. 
And we obviously have to do what the Singaporeans have decided to do. We have to live with it. You've got to stop being told about every outbreak. We've got to stop being told about in this detail. We've got to stop having these lockdowns which cause enormous stress and tension on people, particularly children and the elderly. We've got to stop having the lockdowns which are destroying business. We've got to stop having lockdowns which have no financial effect whatsoever on the politicians who still get their very large salaries, as do the top public service bureaucrats who are running these. We should no longer have callous premiers stopping children who've returned to Australia to be with their dying parents. We've got to stop having those callous premiers, stopping them from going off to see their parents. We've got to wake up. We've got to realise we have to really live with this virus. Remember, there are three things which were pretty obvious from the beginning. First, that the virus came from a laboratory in China. That was pretty clear. It, the only evidence being given at, at the very beginning was that it came from a laboratory and that that laboratory was being also used for military purposes. And we've got to make the Chinese government, the communist Chinese government, responsible for this. There are ways to do this. There are ways to make them pay. And the government should be doing this. Going to the WHO was a mistake. There are ways which I shall go to again on another occasion. We can recoup this from the assets we foolishly allowed the communists to take in Australia. And the second thing is we had to close the borders while we assessed the disease. We've done the assessment now. It's time, probably, when the Australian people agree that we open the borders. And the third thing is it's pretty obvious lockdowns just do not work and we should have no more lockdowns of the gargantuan nature the government is imposing to the great cost of Australians. I'm David Flint and this is Take Back Your Country. <laughs> <laughs>